Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Cool Jazz 101, the coolest jazz on any station. Wow, that kind of had a little bit of a Will Forte sound to it. Hello, I'm Will Forte, and welcome back to Cool Jazz. <laughs> a little happy accident. Cool Jazz. Welcome to another episode of the Living Artist Podcast with me, your host, Preston M. Smith. Welcome back. We're having a little bit of fun here on a Friday afternoon, late Friday afternoon, drinking some LaCroix, 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 and uh, getting down, getting funky. Hang on a second. Ah, yes. For all you ASMR people out there. Ah. Going to sleep. Feeling, feeling better. Yes. So today I thought I would just talk a little bit about, uh, well, Instagram. I was going to answer a couple of random questions from Instagram and maybe even get into a little bit of Instagram etiquette. But first I wanted to let you all know about a few things that I'm doing or I've got coming up. One that just got released is a really cool in-depth article. It was an interview of me with Lee Hutspeth, a friend and writer, uh, awesome writer, and it's on his blog, and all you have to do is go to leehudspeth.com. That's L-E-E-H-U-D-S-P-E-T-H.com. I'll put that on the show notes, and you can learn a lot more about me, my upbringing, uh, getting into the art world, conquering debt, conquering the negative tortured artist stigma, all that stuff, turning it around, getting into uh, shifting from the dark side to the light, and kind of my business model and how I go about navigating the art world. So if you're interested in reading that, head on over to leehutspeth.com and search for my blog article or look in the show notes. Also, really happy and excited to announce that Shockbox, the gallery that is on here a lot, um, a lot of the artists, a lot of the program artists, and the gallery owner, Mike Collins, who was my first interviewee on the show, were putting together an answer to the all-female show last year, Powerhouse, it is called Sword Fight. And I'm sure you can make the connection there. 
It has one of the best flyers ever made. Credit to Mike and to Scott Meskill for making that. So I'm sure you can check that out on the on the internet and on the on the uh, Instagrams. That's going to be opening September 19th and going through October 3rd. And it's all the guys in the program, or most of the guys in the program. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're all going to take a wall or two, some wall space, and just display some of our most current and audacious and bodacious work, bro. So check that out also at Shockbox. You can uh, get more information on uh, www.shockboxproject.com or uh, at Shockbox uh, on Instagram. So there's that. And now let's get into it. So I get a lot of questions on Instagram and a lot of them seem to be similar. Uh, Like, how do you ship? Who do you choose for shipping? But I've already done an episode about that. So go back to the shipping episode and you can get all the information on that. But I just want to kind of scroll through some of my DMs on Instagram and just get a couple questions. I can answer a couple of those and then just talk a tiny bit about Instagram etiquette before we send off for the weekend. So here we are on my Instagram profile here. Uh, Ah, here's one. I won't mention any names, but it says, thanks for taking the time to look at my art. How did you get started with selling and exposure? If your art, it's supposed to be of your art, of your art. So spell correctly, everybody of your art and you as an artist. It seems you have quite a bit sold. I would love to create full-time. That's awesome. Uh, Cool that this person wants to create full-time. That is a very complex question. Uh, It's not just one answer. It's one of those things too, and this kind of goes into Instagram etiquette a little bit, but this person obviously is a nice person and they're just trying to get some answers. And I love taking time to answer questions if I can when I have time. But um, that's such a long question. It's almost like a 10-parter. But I would just say to answer quickly, if you're going to get started in the art world and you're going to try to make a living creating, first of all, right, you got to get the body work. You got to develop a body work. You got to develop a voice with your work. And you've got to test it to make sure that you're, you know, what you're doing is uh, sticking or getting some traction or that people are responding to your work. So you can do some testing. You can, you know, get your website, you can start putting stuff out on social media. But the biggest thing really is to see if you can, you know, eventually start selling regularly. And that is kind of a test, I think, if you're on the right track, at least with all the art marketplaces that are out there right now, galleries, if you're just selling to your mom, you know, (laughs) maybe that's not quite enough. But if you get to a point where you're getting multiple different people who don't know you, or heard of you by word of mouth and they come to your studio or they check you out online and they end up buying your work, I think that's a a very good sign. Now, sales are not the only measuring stick of being on the right track. Like sometimes, I know when I started, my work was really dark and I did sell from time to time, but I didn't sell as much as I do now. So, you know, sometimes just getting valuable feedback from different people, people who respect the people in the art world, uh, art galleries, curators, other artists, you know, join some support groups uh, or some critique groups, I should say. You can also join support groups. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then that'll kind of tell you if you're on the right track too, and it'll get you some feedback into even tightening up the screws and, and tweaking it a bit. But I would also say, as I've said in some other episodes, just make sure that you're testing this also from like an income standpoint. Make sure you are working a job, you have a steady job, or you have a side gig 
where you're bringing home the money. You're not just launching into this. You know, you're not going down to LA, going down to Hollywood with stars in your eyes from Ohio. And, you know, I've, I, I'm going to make it. I have no acting training at all, but I'm going to go and I'm going to be a star. Well, that does happen one out of five million times if you don't know anybody. But it's more, you know, likely that you're going to have to take some time to test this as you're building your body work, as you're getting your work out there, you've got to have a side gig. And while you're doing the side gig, then you can start getting your work out there and testing it. And what I did is once I started saving up enough money, I started selling work consistently. I started saving up enough, up enough money, getting out of debt and seeing a future. I had a number in my mind of once I hit this number, I can jump. I can burn the boats and I can try this full time. And luckily I haven't turned back. So but I tested this over many years. First of all, 10 years of just 10, 12 years of just building the body of work. And then another f- three years of kind of easing my way out of it, kind of transitioning from the part-time gig to the full-time gig and, and testing it, making the money and saving up the money and paying off the debt in that time period. And then jumping and then really, you know, that's a whole nother animal. Then it's just keeping yourself afloat, keeping on adapting and and moving forward. But Get out there, you know, get onto as many art, play, art marketplaces as you can, get into as many galleries as you can, get into as many shows as you can, do art fairs, do whatever you can to test it. And maybe you'll find that you do well in art fairs or you do well in some other avenue, you know, maybe you sell prints really well, for example. So find your little niche too, and then kind of go for that. So I hope that kind of gets you started at least. Uh, it's like I said, it's a very broad question, but let's see here. My phone locked. Let me get back onto this. All right. Um, Promote you, promote you, promote you. You get a lot of that on Instagram. We'll promote you for only $15 or for only your left arm. We will promote you to our hundred followers. That's the thing. If you're going to do these, I've done them. Uh, When I was starting out on Instagram to get a little traction, I did a couple of these. They really didn't do anything for me, to be honest. Um, I'm sure some of them do. But make sure that the people you're spending money on, if you're going to do this, if it's five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever, give it a shot. What do you have to lose? But make sure that these people are at very least have more followers than you do. (laughs) Make sure they have, I would say, in the hundreds of thousands of followers. Otherwise, you know, it's not going to do you much good. But anyway, uh, let's get to some questions here. Oh, where do you get the beautiful wallpapers to present your artwork. That is a question I get a lot of the time. Not always phrased that way, but where do you get your backgrounds uh, to display your work? They really like the way I display my work. Well, that was a lot of trial and error over many years. And I think a lot of people just want kind of, you know, a quick answer again. They want like an app and there are apps. Don't get me wrong. There are some good apps. I think there's like an app called, what is it? iArtView or something. I art view. Yeah. I think if you want to, you can look that up. Now they have some free wallpapers, but once you want to get into the variety, you got to start paying for more background in context images. And you know, these things are great. Those look really professional, but the problem is, is you're going to start seeing a lot of people using the same one, almost like your work's going to look a little more cookie cutter because everybody's using it. What I do is I've taken pictures over the years. Like I say with everything, it's the long game. This takes some time, you know, I developed my Photoshop skills for for many years. My wife helped me with that. I was doing it before, but she was better at it than I am. Shout out to the wife. Uh, And she taught me some tricks and tips and stuff like that. But I kind of honed that over the years. 
And I would just collect some images. Like I would take pictures of places that we lived, like with good lighting, professional lighting. I would take some pictures. Uh, You can go online and you can search for certain living rooms or whatever you want, uh, office space, uh, gallery walls. And a lot of these are watermarked or a lot of them are not free. So you have to actually kind of buy a package where you can, you know, get some images or, you know, if you like in the wild west back in the day, you could, you know, take a couple images that don't have any copyright. I like to buy them now because I just don't want to get into any trouble, but I have found some free ones in the past and I've used a combination of that plus ones I've taken of my own places that I've lived or friends lived and also purchased ones. So with that, I have a good, I've got a good about 20 to 30 that I cycle in and out because let's face it, not all paintings or not all artwork looks great in the same atmosphere, you know, in the same room, the same color scheme, same lighting. So that way, if you have a variety, you're at least getting some options. So I kind of cycle in between those, but, you know, between 10 and 30 different backgrounds. And then I just, you know, superimpose my work in there, work on the lighting, work on if I need to frame it, if I want to, I have some like frames that I've kind of cut out and, uh, you know, I use as a PNG file that I can kind of plop on some work and, you know, then you get the shadowing on that on the artwork and then the shadowing on the wall. One of the biggest things you have to really do is get the sizing right. Like I've got a good eye for that over the years of selling a lot of work and, and hanging a lot of work, but I've seen some people put a piece that's like 24 by 24 and they blow it up on a wall that's as big as a couch. And you know what? Great. I mean, that looks awesome. Some of those were like, sometimes when you have work that big, it just, just the sheer size of it makes it look really good. Right. But the problem with that is when the collector actually buys it and they get it to their home and they see that it's like an eighth of the size, they're going to be very disappointed. So I always like to make my work look as good as possible, as accurate as possible as it does in my studio with the proper lighting, of course, or on the wall with the proper lighting. And that way you're just accurately portraying your work, but you're also, you're not surprising the collector or whatever, the gallery owner. Like a lot of times I I submit these when I'm submitting to a gallery too, or to, you know, whatever, a gig or something that is looking for work. I'll submit my, not only just the image on the wall or the full cropped image, but I'll do like a bunch of different images. I'll do side view, a close up, sometimes behind different detailed shots of texture and angle in progress, blah, blah, blah. For almost every piece that I do, I have about 25 polished images that I use. Now that takes a lot of time, right? It's a lot easier to plug this stuff into an app, but I think it personalizes it. And I think the people start to kind of see that, like collectors start to see it and they they appreciate it. And it differentiates you from a lot of the other people who are doing all the same apps and stuff. So that is the long answer for that. I don't have an app. Um, and I just scrounge for my, just like I scrounge for materials for my work, I scrounge for backgrounds, uh, whether it's places I've lived at or things that I like online that I've found. And I've just come up with a kind of a bunch of templates that I really like that work for me that now I kind of are my signature style. Like you can see it once you go on Instagram, you can always tell like what my work is or some other artists that I follow, they have kind of a signature style and some go-to stuff. And, and you can just kind of always tell. And I think that's really good because it's almost like you're branding yourself even more. So that's a really good question. And it seems like a lot of stuff really focuses around wanting like a quick push button way to get past all this stuff. But I think you just have to develop a practice where you put a lot of effort into what you do. 
Like for me, I think it shows presence shows. Like if you're being present and you're really putting your effort and time into something, I know it's intangible, but you can see it. Like you can feel that somebody has has put some effort and some time into this. They've they've given it their care, their devotion, but more than anything, they've they've really given it their time. That really shows, I think, in your work, and it it goes a long way for people when they're when they're looking at your work or your body of work or your you know, for lack of a better word, your brand. I know that's a kind of a another one of those dirty words or phrases that people don't like in the art world. You know, branding like you're a company or something, but really. You know, you are you are a brand. Your your art is a brand nowadays. So get used to it, mother. And we're back with cool jazz with Real Forte. <laughs> uh, that's a good way to calm things down a bit. I like it. I'm gonna start using that. Put Will Forte in the back pocket. Ping. So yeah, those are a few questions that I typically get on Instagram quite a bit. There's definitely some more. I don't want to make this go too long, but I do want to talk really quickly, and we I know I've touched on this a little bit already, but some Instagram etiquette. We're back with Instagram etiquette. Uh, I think the main way to kind of like sum this up and synthesize it is all the in- Instagram etiquette that I see that is kind of uh, not working for you or is a little bit of a faux pas, uh, a little no-no to do. It all stems from kind of a feeling of desperation, right? Like, I'm desperate. I need this now, now, now. You kind of can, like, it's just oozing off of the words and the posts and the too many posts or too many this or too many that. I think that's what it is. I think you can almost smell desperation and it's not really an attractive quality. So I think there's a fine line because everybody wants to get attention, right? In our world, there's a limited amount of attention, of course. And I know that a lot of people think they just have to beat you over the head with stuff to get your attention. But at the same time, it's a fine line between the right amount of attention and then being annoying, right? (laughs) So if you're like, you got to put yourself in a position of where you want to be, almost like project yourself down the road five years or 10 years to that point of where you're, you know, you're making a living or you're killing it in the art world and people are looking up to you and wanting to talk to you. So how would you, first of all, want to be approached in that way? And to flip it, treat people that you're talking to now like your future self. If I'm 10 years down the road and I'm like killing in the art world, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, please like my world. Right? No. Now, I understand there's a reality of you're not 10 years down the road, right? But just strike that balance. Have that confidence when you're reaching out to somebody and don't overdo it. Don't come across as being desperate. Don't try to intimidate somebody or push them into liking your work because that's not going to work. And it's such a short-term thing anyway. I mean, what's a like and a follow from one person going to do anyway? And if you're trying to get the attention of somebody who you really respect, then you want them to respect you too, correct? You don't want them to be like, all right, all right. Even if they follow you, they like you. It's just like, get this person off of my uh, back here for a second. And then I'll, I'll just appease them. And then I will never you know, follow them or like their stuff again. So let's find that middle ground of being a cool person who they want to have. Like, oh, I want to check out your work. And um, I want to see how you're doing. And, and I want you to succeed just as much as you want me to succeed. That's what you want. You want to basically cultivate like a peer group, you know, people who like inspire, 
and support and push each other to grow and be supportive. So just keep that in mind when you're reaching out to people or when you're posting stuff. That's a good way to act and behave, just really in general, but especially on Instagram because there's so much frantic behavior on that (laughs) and social media in general. I had someone the other day, I think it was one of these art support pages, you know, the ones that kind of uh, fish for artists to make money off of so they can just post their work and they always say, oh, you'll get more followers, you get more attention, blah, blah, blah. But they were... I saw one of their messages in my DM request section and it was somebody who was just like, you really need to check out our page and we would really appreciate it if you like us back. And I was like, oh, like I felt the kind of tension when I was reading it. And I was like, is this some person that like is a friend of mine or somebody that has been supporting me for a long time? And I just kind of, I don't know, I, for whatever reason, I, I just didn't see them. But I looked at it, it was one of these pages and they'd just been reaching out to me like two or three times about me paying for their service And then their next message was to hit me up and say, you should really follow us back. You should really like us. It was like, uh, well, I'm definitely not going to do that now. (laughs) So that goes for people like that too, who are trying to make money. There's a cooler way to do it. The other thing you can do is just realize if there are going to be some people when you're kind of climbing up in our world. And and for me too, that I would like to have some attention um, with them. And I think the best way to do it is how can I add value to that person's life? If I can add value and not just ask this person uh, in response to just dote on me and give me all their attention, first of all, their attention is so limited. People like that who are doing really well are super busy. They don't have the time. A lot of times they won't even see your message request or they'll have somebody else who handles their social media and they just filter that shit out and they just won't give you the time of day. But let's just say for argument's sake that this person does see your stuff, right? Are they going to respond to a needy request? Like, oh, like my stuff. I would really like to follow about, you know, that kind of stuff. Or are they going to go, hey, I really, I really just want to let you know that I love your work. It's very inspirational to me. It is blah, blah, blah. It has forced me to rethink certain strategies. Da, da, da. I use this technique that you use in my studio, blah, blah, blah. Show them that you really appreciate them and that you've been following them and you've been paying attention to them. And maybe you can add some uh, some value in, in some way. They're much more likely to give you the time of day when they see that you're an actual person who has given some time to their work, that you respect their work, first of all. And then I think that person, once you've kind of like opened that door a crack, then there's some room for, for you to get in and for them to kind of go, okay, let me, let me see what this artist is all about. Uh, so that's the best way to do it, in my opinion. Don't be frantic. Don't be desperate. And try to add some value. Show that you care. It's not a transactional relationship. I think so much online now is just transactional. Like quick, quick, like quick, follow, follow back, follow back, sub, for, sub for sub, follow for follow, like for like. Da, da, da. You don't really care about the person. It just shows you don't care about the person. You're just a number to them. Let's be human beings. Let's follow each other, support each other, and respect each other. Take some time if you want to be on somebody's radar to show them that you actually care first if you expect that in return. That is my speech and I'm sticking to it. It's been really good talking to you guys. I'm going to get out of here. It is time for Friday. I can't wait to get out. Oh, wait, I'm going to just probably be sitting inside because we're still quarantined-ish. Quarantined-ish. But hey, at least I'm quarantined-ish with my wife and we got the weekend to relax a little bit. So hopefully you all will get a chance to do some relaxing too. Be kind to each other. Be nice to each other on social media. 
add some value, and appreciate one another. And I'll see you back here next time, y'all. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.